Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. This is actually picking up from part one on being well. This is part two. And if you haven't yet listened to part one, I suggest you go back to that episode 328 and begin listening to that episode before you listen to this episode. Because this episode picks up in the middle of that original conversation. It had ran kind of long and I thought I would split them up into two just to make it more listening digestible. And so if you've already listened to part one, then you're in the right place. And as a reminder, we're talking about the essence of wealth, the essence of being wealth, and the power of creating choice for your life. Without further delay, here is the continuation of being wealth. And from that context, I'm responsible, I'm responsabled in my choice. See, your ultimate freedom, and I've talked about this, I'll talk about it till I'm dead, because It is such a powerful concept. Your ultimate freedom is your ability to choose your response no matter what goes on. No matter what's going on around you, you can choose your response. You may not like what's going on around you, but you can choose your response. I have a coaching client who works for a multinational company. He's an executive. He he manages several people. He's in charge of an entire department, and he's very good at his job. Now, he's been at the job several years. He's not necessarily sure he wants to stay doing this. And it was fine. He was tolerating it. And it was okay. It was, you know, the money was good. It was making a lot of things possible. But, you know, across the pond, they made a management decision. And upper management hired or put somebody else in a position above him that has little or no experience in the position. So suddenly, this guy's making decisions that uh, are, I guess, making his life harder and less bearable. And there's a certain aspect of that. I'm at the effect of the decisions of upper management. I don't have a choice. Now life is pretty unbearable because of what I have to deal with with this new guy. And this is a a story that goes across the board. No matter where you are, most people quit their position, quit their job because of their boss, not because they don't like what they're doing. It's their boss that's making life intolerable for them. And so there's this feeling that if I stay in my job, I'm at the mercy, the effect of the decisions of this other person, the person I don't like. Anyways, I was also too, at one point in my life, in that position. I dreaded going to work. I would actually drive up to the facility and I would look for that person's automobile if they were if they were in the parking lot, I go, oh God, here we go. If they weren't there, I knew that I could get in and out of the building and get involved in my job before I could actually have to deal with them. I was living in the effect of being underneath their command. Now, one of the things that shifted that for me, and I, I talked about this with my client, and it totally shifted it for him. I told him, you have choice. You're good at your job. You speak multiple languages. You could go anywhere and make as much or more money with another concern. And so you don't have to work there. 
you're working there by choice. You're choosing to go in because it works for you right now. Financially, it works for you. It's not that you won't look for something else, look for another opportunity. But right now, day in, day out, you're choosing to show up. You're choosing to interact with this guy. You're choosing to you know manage the people that you're manage your department. It's all about choice. When you know that you have the power of choice, and that actually relieves a lot of stress. If you live in the idea that you're at the effect of circumstance, that there isn't enough to go around, not enough me to go around, you're not living in choice. I'm choosing to go to work. And once I chose, like my personal perspective, when I chose I could go in, when I realized I was very employable, I could go anywhere I want. If I get fired, and that was the threat of this other boss, you don't do what I say, you're going to get fired. When I realized, okay, fire me. I'll just get a job somewhere else, probably making more money. Wasn't what I really wanted at the moment. But, you know, if you if you don't like what I'm doing, if you don't like my performance, get rid of me, fire me. When I took that threat off the table, when I realized I had choice day in, day out and showing up, there was no stress involved. I didn't care what the, you know, whether or not they liked me or didn't like me because they couldn't hurt me. And so that power of choice is really connected to wealth and feeling rich. Another way we exercise choice is a lot of people will go to the store, go to the marketplace, and they'll see something and they'll say, I can't afford it. And maybe the price is pretty relevant. Like it means something. They don't have the necessary funds in order to pay for that item. And it feels like in that moment, it's expensive, no matter if there's value there. But in that, like to shell X number of dollars, X number, X amount of dinero, euros, you know, to pay for that item, it's too expensive. From that mindset, I don't have enough. I'm living in scarcity. I don't have enough funds. I can't do what I want to do. I can't buy what I want to buy. How can we exercise choice in this response? If you really wanted to, you could accumulate the money. You could spend the money on that item. You'd probably have to go without somewhere else, but you could maneuver things in order to actually take that item home. And so in that context, you say, I'm choosing not to buy that today. I may buy it down the road, but I'm making other choices a priority in my life. That gives you all the power, gives you all the freedom right there. That comes from the context of wealth. If you really want it, you could create another source, another channel for funds to come in. I've taken on construction projects, remodeling projects in order to have some extra money in order to do a training or take part in a training or to go on a trip. To me, that was an investment of time and energy in order to create a greater result. I've also sold things at different times of my life, things that I was no longer using that I had used once and maybe was storing. And it wasn't doing anybody any good for me to keep it, you know, to accumulate it sitting in the garage or sitting somewhere else. And so I would, you know, list it on eBay or list it in the marketplace and and sell it. One day I was coming home, driving down the street in our neighborhood, and someone had a lawnmower out by the road, said free. There was a little note on it said, it's been sitting in the garage for 10 years, hasn't really been used, but it won't start, won't run. It's free for the taking. So I took it home. Then I spent $15 on Amazon for a new carburetor, a completely, I didn't rebuild it. I just bought a whole new carburetor, put it on, runs fine. Turned around and sold it for 150 bucks. 
Back in the day when I was working full-time at Federal Express, I also had a part-time coaching business. I had an office where I saw people in the evenings and on weekends, and that augmented my income. It was a side hustle. It was actually what I really wanted to be doing, and my job at FedEx made it possible for me to coach on the side. So that's another thing. You could consider side hustles, an additional job, temporary jobs. Now, this is a gray area because on one hand, it is time for dollars. It's doing in order to get, in order to be. But it's really in how you came to that decision on how you are being. If the world is abundance, if you want, if there's something you want, it requires a little bit more money than you have coming in at the time, you can figure out a way, whether it's a business or a side job, in order to funnel in that extra money. But it's also how you are being in that position. If you if you step into it, like I have to do this, instead of I choose to do this, and I want to use an example from my life early on when I was in appliance sales. I took on the position as a bar back at a huge nightclub. Now, the bar back is there to change over kegs, supply the, make sure that the bartenders are supplied with oranges and cherries and, and slices of stuff and, and liquor. Whenever they run out, I'm supposed to supply them. I also go out and I bust tables. And so I was just grunt work, menial work. But I was there from the context that I was performing a function. And I just had a job to do, and I was going to do it, and I was going to do it the best of my ability. Well, when I worked, I did it so efficiently that they stopped bringing in this second bar back. I was the only one working because I did the work of two people. Easily did the work. There were still times I was standing around. But the tables were bust. The people were taken care of. The bartenders were taken care of. It was all... The manager pulled me aside and said, I've never had anyone work as hard as you. I'm like, seriously? I'm not working that hard. I didn't think I was working that hard. And I said, are you serious? And he says, absolutely. In fact, if you want it, there's assistant manager position available. I'm, I want you to work directly with me. Well, I thought about it for a minute, but the money wasn't as good as I was making selling appliances and TVs and stereos, not at the time. And it was just, you know, working at night, the hours weren't that great. And so I said no. But my point in bringing this up is I was approaching it from the context of the wealth mindset. How could I be of service? How much value could I create? And it wasn't depend. I was only making like two ninety five an hour. It was nothing. It's, but I was, you know, going to get tips from the bartenders and tips that were left on the tables. The waiters tipped me. But, you know, it wasn't really for the tips. It was, I just wanted something different to do. And I came from it from the context of wealth. I had more than enough. It was from the context of abundance. And the result of that, the manager offered me a position. You see, this is how it works. When you come and you're, it's how you're being in the position. When you're being and giving and going the extra mile and you're giving more service than is required of you, you get rewarded. Because of how I was being, I was offered an assistant manager position. And if that was really the path I wanted to take, it would probably lead to me running my own club. But the offer, no matter what the offer was, the offer was made available to me based on how I was being. Let's discuss some other aspects of being. When you're being in the wealth mindset, you build social capital, meaning that your relationships are very important to you. Maintaining your relationships, being a good friend, being worthy of love. 
See, a lot of people expect love, but the way they're showing up is somewhat unlovable. They're expecting people to love them no matter what. And so you want to be a good friend. You want to be a good lover. You want to be a good partner. And we're going to get more into this in the relationship episode that will be coming up next week or at the end of this week. I'm not sure when, but soon we'll talk more about being in a relationship. But that's an aspect of the wealth mindset, social capital, depositing in your social bank accounts of the people that you love and you admire utilizing those relationships as investments, not so you'll get something out of it as a transaction, but because you realize the greater value of being in a relationship, a good relationship with other people. Now, earlier I did touch upon health and well-being, the value of that, of being connected to the value, the long-term value for your life. But it was one of the Stoic philosophers that said, when a person has their health, they have a thousand dreams. When their health is on the line, they have only one dream. Getting well, your health and well-being becomes your only focus. When you can see death's door, when it's inevitable that if you do not do something, you're not going to be here very long, that becomes a priority. And so someone that is committed to health and well-being, committed to wealth, the wealth mindset, takes care of themselves, invests in themselves, invest in their well-being, spends, and when I say invest, not just money, but time and energy, learning nutrition, learning how to exercise, being engaged in exercise that is fulfilling because you get the greater value of that investment. Another aspect of being in the wealth mindset, being connected to wealth, is maintaining your emotional well-being. And that goes to the people that you spend time with, the types of conversations that you have. Are you involved in life or do you choose to extract a sense of satisfaction, contentment with your life? Now, a lot of that arises out of your ultimate freedom, your ability to choose your response to life. You can choose satisfaction. You can choose contentment. You can choose the situations, the, the people, the relationships that lead to satisfaction and contentment. I've done entire episodes. I talk about emotional well-being a lot, how to process emotions, how to be in the acceptance, how to, to respond to life from inner signals, being inner directed to choosing your response, to be autonomous from the good esteem of other people, to live your life according to your own desires. That is freedom. That is from the context of being wealthy. From the context of abundance, when you live in the context of possibility, when faced with a challenge, you ask, what's possible? When you're faced with adversity, the question is, how does this serve me? What does this now make possible? How does this assist me? What can I learn from this? Again, this is being in the wealth mindset. Now, what's important to understand here is that we're thinking from the context of possibility, thinking from the context of how does this serve me, that the universe has my back, in spite of the evidence or the knowing that you have money in your pocket at that moment. It's living from the context that no matter what your current financial situation is, more money is on its way, more money is possible more money is coming into you, that abundance is yours. The universe is abundance. It's living in abundance. It's making decisions as if the universe has your back. 
And it does. Now, remember, we've been fleshing out what does it mean? The working definition of wealth, the essence of wealth. When we get connected to the essence, because all these things I've been talking about, investment in yourself, social capital, health and well-being, emotional well-being, all these things are possible before you have the evidence of wealth ahead of time. And so you can be in the being of wealth, which you allow this state of being, you might get the impulse to get a job at a bar and, you know, a nighttime job, which leads to a greater opportunity. I had a client many years ago that was getting the impulse to leave her job. And as she looked on the internet, and this was just a few years ago, but she was looking at all the available jobs. And the only thing that was coming up was this job in Fort Wayne, Indiana, was everything that she wanted, everything she wanted in a position, but she did not want to move to Fort Wayne, Indiana. I can't move there. There's nothing going on in Fort Wayne. Where she really wanted to work was Miami. She wanted to go to Miami, Florida, but there were no positions open. And so she knew that she wanted to work with this company. So she relented, she relented and put in her resume for this position in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And much to her pleasure, much to her glee, she did not get the job. It went to somebody else, somebody else that was there, had already been in the position, already been with the company. And they said, thanks, but no thanks. And she was relieved. Even though when she was applying, she did not want to end up in Fort Wayne. She wanted the job. The job was attractive. She kept getting the impulse inside. I don't care. Apply anyways. Apply anyways. Kept getting this message, apply anyways. And so she was living her life from inner signals. And so she applied, then she didn't get it. She was happy at the time, happy for the moment. But a week later, a week later, human resources called her from that company and said, we were so impressed with your interview. We almost hired you for the Fort Wayne position, but we didn't think that you were well-suited in that environment. We would like to hire you for our position in Miami. Miami, Florida. Does that sound attractive to you? I know it wasn't what you originally applied for. In fact, because it wasn't your first choice, we've decided to give you a $20,000 bonus to cover your moving expenses, as well as a 60-day per diem to cover any of your living expenses until you get settled. Well, as she told me, she said I was in shock. I couldn't say anything at first. There was just silence on the phone. And because of this silence, the recruiter on the other end must have panicked for a moment. He said, just a moment. Don't make a decision yet. Uh, Let me just figure a couple things out and I'll be back in 30 seconds. Can can you hold for 30 seconds? And so she said, okay. And she held. Then he's back in 30 seconds and said, I just talked to my boss and he approved me to actually give you a $30,000 bonus instead of just a $20,000 bonus. Is that okay with you? Will you take the position? And she said, huh, still kind of in shock. I, um, wow. And before she could finish that statement, the recruiter on the other end said, okay, my boss actually approved that I could go up to $50,000 bonus, but that's my limit. Is that okay? And she said, all right, I'll take it. This example illustrates really clearly how it works when you're being connected to the wealth mindset before you take action. She knew that there was a greater opportunity out there. She knew that there was more possibility. She wasn't necessarily satisfied where she was, but she knew she had a lot to offer someone else. 
And then she got to listening, where do I go to? And she came up with this one company, and the only position open at that time was in Fort Wayne. She didn't want to go to Fort Wayne, but she applied anyways. She kept getting this urging, this impulse, apply, apply. And so she did, didn't work out the way she thought it would, but the universe conspired on her behalf. She actually got what she wanted. Even though at the time she was picking up breadcrumbs leading to where she thought she didn't really want to go, but she was listening to that internal guidance. Earlier in life, when I was a courier at FedEx, I was getting the impulse of urging to go into management. And I was kind of the attitude, well, I'll apply, and if I get it, I'll make the decision then. I was coming at it from the context that I wanted something bigger, a bigger opportunity, something to move me to the next level. And the the low-hanging fruit at the moment was this management position at FedEx. And so I applied, following my inner urgings. And, uh, you know, just on a lark, if I get it, then I'll consider it. Well, I applied. I aced the interview. I got the position. They offered me the position. And they told me what the salary was and what the different requirements were. And I got to think about it. And as I was thinking about it overnight, suddenly it felt like, oh, this is a sidestep. This is a setback. This isn't moving forward. And I was really on the fence about it. But I meditated about it. And I realized, you know, in order to have a setback, you have to be moving forward. And so maybe it's a momentary setback that will set me up for a leap five paces forward. And that's exactly what happened. In being in the management position, I was thinking different thoughts. I was in a different environment. I was getting trained on a different level than I had been trained before. I wasn't paying for the training. FedEx was paying for my training. And I got, you know, FedEx is a Fortune 100 company. I got world-class training. And in taking that position, what happened a few years later is that FedEx, in trimming their salaried employees offered a severance buyout. So I actually got to leave FedEx with some traveling money, which made it more attractive to leave and go off on my own, which would not have been possible had I not followed that earlier urging that I wanted a bigger opportunity. Okay, so I've covered a lot. Just to kind of sum things up to make it a little bit more tangible, the essence of wealth is the essence of what will you have when your wish is fulfilled. When you have wealth, when you have more money than you know what to do with, when you have all the different resources available to you, how would you feel? What feelings are available? That is the essence of wealth. In the context of the 5-Minute Friday, the Million Dollar Mindset, What is the feeling of the wish fulfilled? This is how you want to be. Be in that feeling. Give service. Give value. Connect with your relationships. Live from the context as if you have everything you need. That the universe has your back. That no matter what happens to you, no matter what shows up, it is showing up for your benefit, for your advantage. Be in gratitude Live in love and appreciation. Live in gratitude for each and every day, every aspect of your life, big and small, good and bad. It is all there to serve you. Be thankful for the idea, thankful for the fact that you are alive, that you're in this epic adventure, knowing that more abundance, more opportunity is on its way. It's inevitable. And that's the context you live from. It's inevitable. And then you listen 
for the urgings. You listen to your intuition. You listen for the impulses to follow the breadcrumbs. Maybe it is to get an extra job. Maybe it is to go here. Maybe it is to start a business. Maybe not a full business, but maybe a little side gig. Who knows what's there? But you're living from the context that the universe is supporting you. And you listen. You listen and follow the impulses. You follow the breadcrumbs because you know, you have an inner knowing that the universe has your back. It's guiding you towards your intentions, towards your desires. In fact, they're moving towards you. You're on your way to a rendezvous in time and space. How your being makes it possible to recognize the opportunities. As I reach the end of this episode, I realize there's more things to say about this, but I think I've said enough. I've set the context up. I've given you the idea of how to be in relationship to wealth, in the being of wealth, before you take action. I think you get it. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed as you engage in the epic adventure. Thank you.